and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. Our guest this week is Raj Pandwani a service designer at the Ministry of Justice. So the Ministry of Justice, well, I work in the digital department, MOJ Digital and Technology, and that was set up actually in about 2013. I think it was the first government digital department after GDS. After gaining years of experience in multiple areas of design, Raj admits that his working history has made him something of a generalist, but this has all become invaluable input for his current role as a service designer for the Ministry of Justice. Yeah, so, I mean, as a... as um. As digital, we are building services for um, obviously the public, but we're also building um, service services internally for people who, who work here, like so all the back-end systems. What we do here is articulating problems. On a, on a day-to-day basis, you are finding out what the components of a service might be by talking to people, by doing research, doing bits of digging. And then you're trying to pull all that together into some sort of coherent thing that everyone can understand. Interestingly, it's not it's not creative in the typical sense you think creativity, you know, manifest, but it's, it's lots of problem solving involved. That's why I really enjoy it. He talked to us about what it's like to work for government, taking ego out of your work, and what emerging designers can do to prepare themselves for service design roles. Graduating in 1992 with a degree in media communications, Raj started out on a traditional graphic design path. So I did, I did A-levels, I did maths, physics and art, and I really wanted to be an architect. So I, and then I veered over to product design. And then on foundation, I d- decided that I was better at graphic design. And that's what I started doing, you know, but I did have passions elsewhere. I also, you know, had computers when I was young. So I was also into technical stuff. That basis really shaped, I suppose, what I do now without really n- knowing it. You know, graphic design, uh, I went to do a communication media course and specialising in graphics. I was inspired by, you know, the big design companies of the 80s, like the partners, you know, Manali, Tattersfield, big companies like that. And, you know, in the 80s, advertising design was quite aspirational. And it was, you know, it had lots of big egos and, you know, it was so that was what I was heading towards. And then I didn't get a job straight away, actually, after leaving uh, college. I actually went and taught photography in a school, which was really, really rewarding and interesting. It was fascinating. And then my first job was in a small uh, design agency down in Taunton called the Quantock Group, which was amazing little foundation for my um, design career. The hours used to be nine to five. You weren't allowed in the office after five o'clock. You had to get all your work done by the end of the day. So it was really intense, but um, it was a really good working ethic. Yeah, so when I, when I started there, I think I introduced them to computers. We started getting computers then. And then, um, yeah, we were fully macked up by, by the time I left, which was great. After that, I went to Australia. And then I worked in Australia for six months um, at a little design branding agency, which was brilliant. Yeah, and then I came back to London and worked in a direct marketing agency called Gyro, which was sort of below the line ad direct mail agency. And again, there it was incredibly hard work and I learned loads. 
as a result, you know, I did so many different things, photography, um, in the contact group, I did packaging, um, and then started doing branding and editorial. So I was building up quite a, a cross-section of skills, uh, which was, you know, really useful um, to know about all those things. So I, I became this, old, you know, a complete generalist, really. I didn't really specialise in anything. And then after that, I decided I wanted to go and work on my own. I had some clients knocking on my door going, can you do this for me on the side? Can you do that for me? And I thought, do you know what? I'll just go and start doing stuff myself. And then, I, yeah, I just left and then started making a good living doing it on my own. I was doing stuff for, for Cream, Zero uh, Seven. I was doing lots of you know, music, editorial stuff, magazines, which was great at that time working on your own, just having that freedom. It was it was quite interesting because I never had never had to go and go and find work. It all just always came to me, which in hindsight, you know, I, it, yeah. It seemed all a bit casual at the time, but it was fine. And I think that's just because, you know, if you, as a designer, if you just do what you say you're going to do and people can trust you and, um, you know, you're a nice person, you will get work. You know, you obviously have to have some modicum of talent <laughs> and some connections. But ultimately, you know, if you just deliver what you say you're going to deliver, people will come back to you. So after doing my uh, doing a lot of my own stuff for a few years, this was back in 1999. So I'd been doing you know traditional graphic design for what eight years, seven years, and I was not getting bored of it. It's the wrong word. I just felt like there had to be something else. What I've always been uncomfortable with design is the whole subjectivity of it. It's not always based on what your thing looks like. You know, if you've got a really big ego and you're really good at selling yourself, then your work might trump someone else. And that will just seem a bit like, not unfair, but it's just, and I haven't got a big ego and I'm not really great at selling myself. So, you know, I didn't feel comfortable with that whole world. And so I started drifting and thinking, you know, what else would I like to do? So I was quite open to any new ideas. Eventually, Raj made a shift away from design that makes things look good into design that is truly useful and accessible. Joining Innovation Studio Sense Worldwide as a design director in 2002, he spent the next 15 years growing and evolving the company, collaborating with clients such as Nike, Sonos, Converse and Barclays. Here the focus was on helping brands create work that puts the user first, providing research-based guidance to be used internally. So we used to make films, we used to make magazines, we used to make, make books. And it was amazing to me how you'd produce something like that and you'd give it to a client and then they would go and share it with all their peers in the company and it would just travel. And the whole company would have your book. And it was almost more rewarding than designing something, you know, some transient campaign on the outside. because you basically converted all these people to this way of thinking and what you were saying in this artefact. Having left the company just last year, Raj came onto the digital team at the Ministry of Justice soon after and is now working on services that improve the justice and prison system. What I um, started doing when I came here um, a year and a half ago is I started looking at prisons and my specific uh, remit was to look at the first 48 hours of a prisoner's life. So what we're trying to do is look at that whole process and see how it can be simplified um, and, and you know, tackle each area and figure out what needs to be done and hopefully, you know, join it all up 
because at the moment it's just lots of individual processes that someone has to go through and, and not one doesn't link to the other. So yeah, I mean, the day to day in terms of creativity, I think I find it really stimulating because basically you're solving quite well, not on your own, you're, you're finding ways to solve quite big problems. And that's normally with a group of other people, um, which I think is Im immensely rewarding. It's great when you can, you know, when you read a whole load of research and, you know, you, you're exploring what users actually need and, you know, you're, you're building stuff that helps people do what they actually want to do. That's really rewarding. So it is, it is all the problem solving that's really, really creative. Think about new technologies or, or, or ways of doing things that could help that someone hasn't thought of before. You know, government it can be quite staid and quite, you know, conservative, not politically, but just, you know, so it's it in any fresh thinking as a designer that you know people that think sideways or think about other ways to do stuff you know it's it's really good and you know you're appreciated as a designer so um i think it's design in government so new it's really up to us to try and convince people in government that design thinking is really effective how it can solve potentially some quite big problems that, that, I think, is the biggest challenge. And that's going to take a while, but it is changing. Designers in government are quite common now. Government is crying out for designers at the moment. Can't employ enough. We had a heads of design meeting last week and all the different heads of design in the different governments, DFE, Home Office. There are lots of designers applying, but I think the quality needs to be higher. I think it's interesting because the whole education design education system, I think is really lagging behind what's needed in industry. So especially with, with things like user experience design and digital stuff, we don't seem to be getting enough people into it. And a lot of people are coming from other disciplines and doing, you know, general assembly courses and such like, and then, and then, and then joining, but there doesn't seem to be established. It's the, it's persuasion versus usability. You know, so, you know, the traditional design background of, you know, people is is the persuasion bit, you know, designing stuff to sell, designing stuff that, you know, makes someone believe something. Um, and there's not enough focus on designing things that are inherently just usable, which then means that you don't have to sell it, <laughs> if that makes sense, because people will just use things that are easy to use or, or consume things that are easy to use. Um, so I do think the whole education sector is missing a trick. Advice in general, I think look broadly, read widely, don't just be into one thing. Um, being interested in lots of, lots of things is I think beneficial. You know, not just with just building digital stuff, but with, you know, thinking about business um, and how businesses operate. If you can, if you can marry that with the creative problem solving, don't think you know it all when you start. I mean, as I said, the point of this is not to know it all. It's quite nice to be able to say, I don't know what the problem is, but I know how I can find out. You know, you don't have to pretend that you know it all. That's the point, that you, you actually don't know it all. <laughs> I mean, it's all, about, it's all about thinking about the user's experience, really. 
So if you are studying design and you know a more traditional design course, just start looking at UX design courses. You know, General Assembly do quite a lot. They're, I mean. I, I'm not up on it, but there's, there must be hundreds now. Um, and just start exploring that world. Um, and yeah, start, start figuring out how your skills can marry. This episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Indy Davis, and the guest was Raj Pandrani. The producer was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand patrons. They include GF Smith, Squarespace and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com.